Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1-900-HOT-DOG, America's last comedy website. Hey, remember when you used to read text with images? People still do that. Uh, the written word and images themselves have not died completely. We're just hoarding them all at 1-900-HOT-DOG. Talented comedians write thousands and thousands and probably too many thousands of words of jokes every single day. Like back in the fucking Stone Age where before everything was... SEO spam and AI gibberish. No ads, no ads except for the fake ones we make up. Patreon.com slash 1900HotDog. Come check us out. Uh, when we die, and we will, laughter dies with us. I'm Yin Yang Man Robert Brockway, and with me is my comedy partner, Yin Yang Man Sean Baby. Style, dick punching. Signature move, dick punch. And our guest, Yin Yang Man Merrick Kay. <laughs> hey, we all it's been it. so long. It's so great to be back. <laughs> we're all we're all the best man uh mm -hmm. yin yang man God, of yeah. course yin yang i I, I didn't he takes off the eye patch the eye is yin yang <laughs> <laughs> well that's oh that's not it ahead. no you you're, you're you've revealed the magician's secret that's a spoiler spoiler alert for eyeballs is there a <laughs> I was on the edge of it. What is under the eye patch? Is the only thing, the only storyline I want to Can you imagine if it wasn't a yin yang eyeball? W like if he lifted up the eye patch and it was just a normal human eye, I would throw shit through the TV. <laughs> we're, okay, we're covering uh, WMAC Masters again. Uh, before we get into that, and obviously the best man, yin yang man, uh, we're all in agreement. But before that, uh, hey, Merritt, uh, where can we find more of your stuff? Yeah, I think actually in between the last time we recorded and now I started a Patreon. <laughs> so uh, that is the place where you can find all of my stuff. It's just patreon.com slash K. And right now it's basically like when I am on a podcast like this or when I do a video or when I write something, uh, it's like a single convenient place to find all of that stuff. So instead of having to hunt these things down, uh, you can just go there. And I'm starting to post some more exclusive stuff for patrons. You can kind of vote on like stories that I'm going to publish next. And uh, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool spot just to hang out online and be yourself and um, like no, no parents allowed. Uh, and I've got those big under construction uh, gifts going. So you Ooh, know, do they spin? yeah, yeah. We oh. just got the guy with the, you know, doing the, the road work. Um, oh yeah, yeah. All I got is mailbox turns into star and then back into mailbox. Oh, that's good too, though. That's Spinning skull. Too. I love over some fire. Black background on the fire. Not a black background on the website. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Ideal. What's that? Where can they find that? What's the address? Yeah, that's uh, Patreon.com/slash uh, Kay. So well, fantastic. It's easy. Yeah. I want to do a plug for. Uh, 1-900-HOT-DOG, we just ran a column by the great Merritt K about the insane role-playing <laughs> system I feel like I'm getting riffs. overexposed. Yeah, we're trying to do it all in one podcast. We're going to turn yeah, it into yeah, like yeah. Just, well, the, late the, 90s Roseanne. But yeah, Rifts was fun. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It was deeply bad, but it, it was fun to, to remember and write about. That was so... I, well, seeing that you wanted to do that was so bold because we've been... People have been suggesting it. We've been, you know, dimly aware of, of Riffs and how ridiculous it is. I believe Sean's even talked about playing it on the podcast I have played before. Riffs, yeah. But uh, I was obsessed with... Every uh, time it comes up to write about... Uh, Glitter Boys. Uh, there's things... Glitter Boys. And Air Mayor talked about it. <laughs> Glitter Boys is the best name. And they're like... So, they're these shiny <laughs> mech suits that are so shiny, like lasers bounce off of them. And it's... 
that's so that's so silly but i also just <laughs> love the name and and so it sort of became like my default character name in in video games for a while and the horrible things people would say to me so when good. you're like glitter boy people would just dm you homophobic slurs like Jesus Christ, because nobody played riffs. They all just thought I was like super out and proud as like right. a superhero. Yeah, incredibly just, gay. <laughs> just like one of the gayest sounding things you names loved you could it. possibly I have. I loved it, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like cute, like a like a ten year old gay boy, uh-huh. not like not like a sexual vibe. Just like yeah, so gay, but like so chaste. Right, my friend who used to play Counter Strike would uh just get on the mic and just start saying like in a really goofy like cartoon dog voice like a kissaroo <laughs> and uh and then inevitably someone on the team would be like i don't want a kissaroo from you i only want a kissaroo from oh. tall blonde girls but like they would always say oh, kissaroo <laughs> like 100 oh, nice. of the time it's like it's a snow crash brain hack. Oh, now I only I can only call it kiss. Yeah, What's you, wrong with me? You've cursed yourself. You the universe will never let you get laid after that. I have been made fun of for using the word cranky yeah. too often yeah. as a grown man, but that comes from shit talking in a video game. Uh, mm. When I was playing Halo 2, uh, I was on this map. You probably even remember if you played the game. It's a really long outside map. And if you got a sniper rifle, you could go up on the cliff and you're just kind of a beast. Until you run out of bullets, like just nothing's going to live. And so I was sniping mm-hmm. people. And I like kept hitting people in the shoulder because I'm not a great sniper. And they'd get really mad because then the guys on my team would finish him off. And so then they made it their mission to come up to the cliff to get within earshot to scream at me that I'm a terrible sniper. But I also had a shotgun. And so the guy came up and I jumped out with my shotgun and I said, I also have a shotgun, you fucking cranky nerd. And he was so pissed about being called the cranky nerd that... He like was livid for the rest of the game and all the people on my team heard it. They all thought that was so funny. And so like that became our kind of default shit talking anytime someone's because there's something about it that's like so innocent, but sincere, like, like you really are a cranky nerd. You don't have control over your emotions. I'm not calling you a name to hurt your feelings. I'm just saying. And and anyway, so that like really made an impression on me. I like the idea of playing like a long range sniper character to bait people. Right. Like, I, yeah, I suck with the sniper rifle. I'm really yeah. good with the shotgun. Like, I can't miss. <laughs> and they're just. This is a shotgun build. To their de- you fucking suck as a sniper. Just like their dying words were just to just let me know I wasn't very good at the video game while, the, while I'm murdering their entire team. Cranky ass nerds. There is something to cranky though. Cranky is, it's such a toddler yeah. description. Like it's, you immediately yeah. feel like a child. Like, am I being unreasonable? <laughs> I guess I am. Right. I'm not being cranky. Like you can't sound cool saying that. I'm in a great it's mood. It's like a shutdown switch in me. Yeah. Imagine like harnessing your pure fury and there'd be like somebody says, or what are you cranky? And you're like, oh, oh, all of it's gone. Because this was the Halo 2 era where like shit talkers oh. were just like full racism. Like it just like, the homophobic racist comments were just oh, yeah. like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because it was an era of like ironic racism. Someone, someone had to be very, very like clear that they didn't mean it in the funny way. They're like, no, 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 no. This is the bad way. And- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse right. me, gentlemen. I believe you're taking my racism in jest when I am very, very serious. serious. <laughs> I'm going to throw everybody a curveball. Uh, that was probably our banter enough, but I wanted to ask, what are you reading? Oh. Uh, books, huh? Text in general, huh? Uh, I got an early copy of uh, Mr. Jason Pargin's uh, Zoe novel. And so uh, I'm fighting my way through that during fatherhood and video game distractions. And it's wonderful. I do love those books. I've read every single one. I'm looking forward to this one. How about you, Merritt? What are you reading? 
Uh, I've been reading a lot because I'm unemployed. And uh, and we were talking about this before we started recording, but it turns out that like modern AAA video games cost like $70, which is a fact that I was not aware of because I was working for a games publication for the last oh. four years and therefore not paying for games because I was a corrupt member of the elite. Um, but I'm reading a lot now because it turns out the library is free. <laughs> I don't know library hack. Socialism. It's free. Library hack. They have to let you take out any book you want, except the reference ones. You can't take those. So not any book. But most. Uh, I read a book called Sisters of the Vast Black by Lena Rather recently that was like about nuns in space and their spaceship is a giant okay. slug, uh, which was really good. <laughs> Uh, and they have to like take care of the slug so that it like doesn't die and they are they get... like on a mission like like a christian mission to spread the gospel across space yeah they're on a christian mission but then they sort of like run into uh the conflict is mainly from like all these like you know nuns out way out in like the outer solar system and then earth is like trying to like bring them back under its control like control of like the uh, like the Pope. I think of the disappointment though, so. like you're that planet, here comes the spaceship of just human ladies, right? And you're like, oh, but they're all virgins. Oh, and they're in a fucking slug. <laughs> it's just like, uh, that slug's a real boner killer. It, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you come to my planet in a slug, I'm not yeah. joining your religion. Get the fuck out of here. Right, yeah. I will say that one of them does leave the, the space slug nun order to go be okay. with another lady. So some there romance. is some, you know. Are you telling that, me? That does happen. Hold on. Are you telling me that in the year yeah. 70 billion or whatever, uh-huh. we're yep. traveling in a space slug, <laughs> still can't be a lesbian? Uh, not if you're cast. <laughs> you didn't bend. <laughs> they bent Even on the then, slug yeah. thing. <laughs> right. The slug thing is fine. Uh, it took a while. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's said. I forget when, like maybe like in the you know, near-ish future, like a, f a few hundred thousand years, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Catholic Church, it, they... I, th I don't think it's the fact that she's with a lady. I think it's the fact that she wants to like... Cheat on her be husband, with Jesus. someone at all. Yeah. I think that's like... Because if you're... Yeah, yeah Jesus is your I husband. I think Deuteronomy right? says and, that you can turn, be inside uh -huh. a slug. I think it very clearly says in the words of Christ, you could just get yeah. all up in that slug's guts. Anything yeah. goes inside a slug. Like this, that's the thing. Is like <laughs> Jesus yeah, can't outside see the slug, he Jesus want can't to. see you. His his gaze can't penetrate. Right, I'm not gonna watch. Eye. You get nasty yeah. inside that slug. I'm not looking. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is that Halo <laughs> Two era sacrilegiousness uh, that like that I still crave. Mmm. Flank spaghetti yeah. monster. Yep. Yeah, we're real edgy. We got that. We got that. Two thousand. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha, you, uh, Christians. I've been reading. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've been reading. No, it, it kind of ties together. I've been reading a book and just finally just finished because I read so slow these days. A book called uh, Between Two Fires. Uh, uh, Christopher Buellman, I think. It's such a good book. It's a great book. It's extremely long. It's this uh, sort of, it's medieval. It's all like actual earth, medieval, very low fantasy kind of era. Uh, and it's post-apocalyptic, like a plague, the gates of hell have opened, a plague has, has struck down the whole world, and and this uh, 
they're doing a Last of Us thing. This this jaded old knight. It has. Oh to... yeah, I think I've heard about this. I think someone was telling me like, oh yeah, if you like Dark Souls and that kind of thing. That is, yeah, that's a good point because it's a lot about like biblically accurate angels and like very inventive with the demons, and it's just very well written. Mm. And he's the kind of guy that does like countless hours of research into into the medieval era, so everything's very convincing. But he writes it well enough so that you're not like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what a a charbolet <laughs> is you can't just throw that word out like he's somehow yeah, you were telling me that it was so that it's easy written reading. like moby dick and it was sort of like you have to use context to understand virtually everything but it still works you were trying to sell me on this book a, a bit yeah ago. i have it on my list well it, i used it as a as a metaphor for what you were doing oh, right and what you were doing it just sounded like the toughest thing in the world and then if you pulled it off it, everybody was, wasn't even going to notice. They would just be like, that was really easy to read. <laughs> right. And so that reminded me of this book where it's like the amount of research he did on places and medieval like geography and, and culture. And it's just, it devoured years of a human life. And then somebody reads it and it's yeah. like, hey, that was good. That was easy to read. And you just, he would have to die inside because nobody yeah, would ever appreciate it. That does it. sound like our process. Uh, but that's, that's, yes, it yeah. does, doesn't it? <laughs> it? I had that, I had that feeling while reading it. That was a good book. And it has, Absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today, uh, which is WMAC Masters, uh, which was a live action choreographed martial arts show that ran for two seasons, 1995 to 1997. It was it was blood sport meets boy meets world or maybe Mortal Kombat at Bayside High. These are like, all perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we're mm-hmm. we're jump kicking ninjas into lava pits, but we're also making some friends along the way and. Learning a little something Pulling about pranks. And, uh, yeah, those are, my, those are my favorite episodes. <laughs> so this this very special episode of WMBC Masters <laughs> is about the real dangers of practical <laughs> jokes. It's uh, season one, episode eight, The Joke's on You. Uh, no notes on the title. Perfect, perfect title. title. Uh, I had notes the very, very first line of the show is... Ninjas prepare for battle. And I'm just like, can you imagine being a kid and that's the first thing the TV show says to you? <laughs> fucking ten out of Ninjas ten. prepare for battle. <laughs> yes. God, that sounds <laughs> like just I'm like not me. gonna cap it. Like this show is on, like, I don't know when it was on in the US when it aired, but in Canada, uh, it was one of those shows that came on at like six in the morning on Saturday. So you had to get up really, really early to catch this. But like if you did and the first thing you heard was ninjas prepare for battle, you're like, oh, of course it was worth it. Yeah, they're, like, this is incredible. They're scheduling it that way on purpose to weed out the kids without discipline. <laughs> Who aren't sufficiently committed yeah. to the WMAC uh, ethos. You don't yeah. deserve it, kids. Uh, once again, when the ninjas prepare for battle, it's just kind of ninja idol time, like ninja <laughs> idol animations. They're just climbing around just on some scaffolding. Like they're yeah. just <laughs> there's some some doing cartwheels, some doing flips, but there's like at least two that are just kind of climbing around <laughs> on some scaffolding. So like they're just like hanging there, like ah, I maybe I got a little a for little like bit lost. Fifteen years, it feels I'm like a TV and movie directors could just tell guys in ninja costumes to get out there and do ninja. And like, that's all the direction they'd have to give them. And they'd kind of go out, someone would sneak, someone would do somersaults. And I just was like, that's got to be the best job. I want to remind a couple of things we've established because we've done one uh, WMAC Masters episode prior to this. Uh, So overall, structurally, we discovered uh, that these ninjas are WMAC students. They're in the WMAC (laughs) Academy. Also, they're all white belts. So this is possibly their first day. Uh, Mm -hmm. I will also remind... 
people that uh, are main characters are fighters with names and personalities do eat ninjas for fuel. They, uh, they will fuel up on ninja in order to destroy each other with their super moves. Right. Uh, so Not how you're picturing, a, but, but maybe, maybe how you're picturing. <laughs> uh, but they'll beat up a I ninja. I mean, I think then... they, they tastefully edit out the chewing and swallowing. They definitely devour their life force for the, their power bars. Because in every fight, there is a big power bar on the side. Which is the best decision. Uh, I don't know why we don't do that for every single show. I don't know why in a... Yeah, UFC should have that. Like, just make it more of a video yeah, game. I just guess. Completely. Or, like, edited in afterwards. <laughs> fucking Succession should have that. Should have when <laughs> somebody says something <laughs> devastating. You should see just, just see the power bar go down a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to be on a UFC broadcast and just be in charge of the health bar. Just be like, oh, that guy got hit real hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off six bumps of his thing. Like, dip. <laughs> <laughs> political debates should have health bars yeah see every everything like the moderator that can be the moderator's job just like decide you yeah. know. porn should have health bars oh my god <laughs> it should be like how, how long you go until you come now i'm just picturing those like new grounds like 2000s era like porn flash games oh. where it's just like a bar going out yep that's what it is that's what i just invented yep. <laughs> it already exists and it's sad we keep reinventing web 1.0 you've taken it and applied it to real life <laughs> yeah I re reinvented new crowds porn games <laughs> you're gonna make millions i'm gonna be one of those tech bros that, that reinvents something that never needed like i reinvents the mm -hmm. bus and everybody's like oh my god i'm gonna give you eight million dollars <laughs> but this is this is my thing so so they eat these ninjas for fuel they have power bars and uh, the ninjas are prospective WMAC students, maybe their first day. Uh, we don't go into that right away. What we do, we go to the WMAC headquarters, which is a clubhouse. It's a clubhouse. Uh, they yeah. all may at least stay overnight there sometimes, if not live there. Uh, it is located straight up on the lot of Universal Studios, Florida. Uh, all, of the, all of the arenas in which they fight are just rides from Universal Studios, Florida. Mm -hmm. They're fighting on the rides. From Universal Studios Florida, which was wonder not something I appreciated as a kid, went right over my head. But uh, it's it's a fantastic decision. So they're all hanging out there, and we are dealing with uh, we are introduced to Warlock, uh, who wears the most adorable little Prince Nemo starry pajamas, like he's off to Dreamland, like he's going on a on a quest in Dreamland. Uh, is, baby is he doll the one that has the I can't remember what Warlock's weapon was. He has the wizard pajamas. Wizard pajamas. Okay. Okay. I, just, I don't remember what, he, what his weapon was. Like, Is that his whole weapon that he just oh, has his weapon. Cute, was a it cute the, outfit? I think so. Was his weapon the three-part the three part staff? I don't remember. Uh, I think so be. far it it's just been he's so cute in his little pajamas. You don't want to get blood But they never use the weapons against each other anyway. Yeah. They just use them for yeah. like demonstrations. So Maybe we just haven't seen his. Uh, he's... He's with uh with a uh, baby doll and great wolf uh because this was baby doll and great wolf. Hey, quick question: what uh what ethnicity do you think great wolf is? And oh, what gender definitely... do you think baby doll is? <laughs> <laughs> it was 1995. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you just had to everything. You didn't know what somebody was unless it was problematic. <laughs> It's just, I have no context for this man. Great Wolf? Oh, okay. He's an Indian. I gotcha. He turns into an eagle, I bet. I know his name's Great Wolf, but I'm going with Eagle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Denim headband. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're all they're all watching. My people make 
Headwear from pants. <laughs> cut that. We'll cut that. Cut, cut that. No. 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 No, no. <laughs> no Great Wolf so voice. Great Wolf Warlock and, and Baby Doll are watching Tsunami and Panther prepare for this week's championship match. Uh, they're watching through binoculars. And your first hint that something's awry here is uh, Baby Doll takes the binoculars away and she's, what, got little black rings on her eyes. Oh, so, my gosh. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were dealing with 1950s pranks here. <laughs> like, I've... You wouldn't have even seen this in the 90s. That would have, you were blowing kids' minds in the 90s with that. Like, what? I Holy never sh- understood what? this prank at all. I was like, okay, so they got circles around their eyes. And so everybody else knows they have circles on their eyes and they don't. It's, and, and that's the whole prank. And it's like, oh, someone. That's the prank. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you I look don't know. foolish. You, you have been made a fool of. You look like a little bandit. You look like you're right. a, a cute little bandit. And everybody's going to go, oh, when they see you and you're not going to know why. No, I, it, I think you don't know what it was because it relies it relies on children having binoculars and then having the foresight to know who's going to look at through those binoculars at any one time. Mm. Like I did. Somebody got me binoculars as a kid and I broke them just immediately, just <laughs> instantly, as I imagine every single child did. Yeah, that's uh, the four, for breaking. <laughs> those, those were for breaking. Uh, so th- through the binoculars, they spy a bucket over a doorway. Uh-oh. So they're talking, they, they establish that if Warlock presses a button on a remote control, which which is not how this prank works. Right. <laughs> it's, you, well, you don't need to put the bucket on the door. Right, <laughs> <laughs> why have it on the door? Like, yeah, he has a remote rigged up to like, activate a bucket to drop <laughs> it's like yes. he's going predator style on like right. we established that you just you just balance that on the door like it's its own tripwire but no he's got a remote and it doesn't go off when panther leaves but there's also like part of the prank is he's like go check the bucket it doesn't go off and so he puts the kick me sign on them and on great wolf on great wolf right mm-hmm. and uh as if his people haven't suffered enough <laughs> Jesus! I literally stopped myself from saying almost exactly that <laughs> because these people have suffered. Yeah, we'll cut it. We'll cut it all. <laughs> but I, I like that there's these layers. So at first you're like, "This is stupid," but then you're like, "No, he's doing a a a, a double reverse prank. It's a, an Ocean's fourteen, I think, is what you call it." Yeah, it's he's doing Inception. Really. Yeah, yeah. So the prank is on Great Wolf instead of Panther. Panther walks through. Great Wolf goes to check. And what he presses the button and gets drenched, and he literally says these words, "Oh, warlock!" <laughs> he does. He does a really weird laugh. He like kind of flexes his muscles and points at him. He goes like, "Ha ha ha ha!" ha. Like, <laughs> like this actor who like never really learned how to do the accent, other than just like you know, cold declarative sentences. He he wasn't prepared for like a theatrical laugh, I guess. It's tough. It's tough to do that voice in a theatrical laugh. I think he was, I think he was trying to do the voice, uh, which, which I hope he is. I I hope, but I have no faith. This is being 1995. Mm. I have no faith that he's actually uh, an Indian man. I would hope so. uh, And that he picked his own, picked his own persona. God, I never like it. You never like to find out that like the Native American characters seem like an (laughs) Italian guy. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know, but I was like just trying to look it up. And I, 
I feel like maybe he was just a guy that they were like, ah, close enough. Yeah, close, close enough. enough. You could you could play Indian. It's <laughs> fine. You can play Native American. You're one of so those pe- those not whites. <laughs> so you can you can just be whatever. I mean, we looked okay. We made fun of Panther uh, before, but it turns out he picked his own persona. Yeah, he picked his own name. Okay. Yeah. So like, well, I'll shut the fuck up about that. I apologize, Panther. That rules. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to actually say any more about Jamie Webster because I literally have no idea. <laughs> is that great wolf? Regardless, Jamie Webster? That is his name, Jamie Webster. I think huh. I think he's trying to do the voice and he's trying to do a, a thing where he's like, I'm furious, but I'm also playing it off like I'm laughing because I'm ashamed that I was caught out. I think he's trying to do several levels. He's not owned. It's yeah. all outside above, of his acting range. Yeah. <laughs> above whatever. So it's completely crazy. You're right. It's a it's an insane way. Of, well, the sense you get is like dealing with Gary Busey. You're like, oh, okay, something's wrong. <laughs> Keep here. rolling. It's, 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 it's compelling, but madness. Yes, exactly. Compelling, but madness. And the machine walks in on this and just immediately decides to put his foot down. He's, he's like, you better not try anything like that on me or else. And then he, what? He sits down on a whoopee cushion. Wah, wah. He's furious. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's How so, dare they? He is pulling off like, I'm extremely mad at this and I don't want to admit it. Uh, but this is the yeah. level of humor that we are bringing to WMAC Masters. And uh, I, I wanna- wrote down that one of the people who got uh, the water dumped on them was a lady in a white shirt, which is uh, a little sex crimey to, to, yeah, baby doll. It's a little sex crimey mm-hmm. to throw water on a lady in a white shirt. Uh, she just was kind of that- next to him. She wasn't the main victim, but uh, definitely, definitely some collateral titty. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't get collateral titty in your prank. That's a lesson we learned from this show. <laughs> that's the PSA at the end watch out for titties when you do pranks sometimes it's not cool stop splashing <laughs> okay, so and get... honking the nearby titties hi I'm Warlock <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're in our first fight and it's a Tsunami who we've talked about in a, in a Man Can Dream but we didn't see him fight there his fighting outfit is an ocean spray sweater. It's an ocean spray <laughs> sweater. <laughs> I think he was supposed to be like the main guy yeah. of the show, kind of. Like I was reading about it, and I think he was supposed to be like the the protagonist who like starts off young and inexperienced, and then like grows. And uh, but he does. He is wearing a, a a shirt that looks like the front of a a bottle of cranberry. He looks juice. refreshing. He's pulling it off. He, he does. does. Look very refreshing. He always weirds me out because all these people are are traditional martial arts, which, which means they're all like, you know, five feet tall and 130 pounds. And then Hakeem is like a legit gigantic athlete, man. And so uh, it just doesn't seem fair that he's walking around fighting these children. And and every scene reminds us of this. Like, it did you hear him sit like... on that whoopee cushion? It was like a sonic boom. A human butt <laughs> should not be able to whoopee that loud. <laughs> it served, it reversed, it reversed on Warlock and served as an intimidation <laughs> tactic. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I have Blew to fight that the man that shirt. like that? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> so so I think you're right. Maybe he was supposed to grow because they say his dragon belt status three. Uh, they never really adequately explain what that means. I think it might be the amount of metals that they have, the amount of little chi metals that they have. Yeah. Uh, because if it's a measure of power, it's wildly mismatched all the time because he's fighting Panther 
who, uh, as we, we've seen Pet Panther in the first episode, he's a saucy little cat boy. Uh, but he picked his own name, so that's as far as we're going to go. He looks like a vampire here, though. Like, right. he has glowing eyes and big teeth. And I'm like, is what is his gimmick? Like, I guess it is just like he is a cat. He is a cat yeah, boy. He's a, cat cat. he's a were cat. Uh, he's a were cat. He's like sort of a <clears throat> were panther, uh, yep. which is a really cool Rifts character class. Uh, and he is an impressive real. martial it's artist. not a joke. Uh, yeah, he's great. I love him. But he's like cursed with a baby face. All- he, he always looks like he's 12, even to this day. I find him very charming. Yeah. I found Eric Betts to He's be adorable. very like I love that he, as we discussed in the first episode, goes between just like I'm Panther and has like huge teeth and scary eyes to like, hey, yeah, I recorded a song <laughs> with Bruce Lee's daughter. Anyway, check it out. It's the it's worst about, shit you've ever <laughs> it's, it's about trying your best and <laughs> and it's mostly just kung fu fighting we ran out of lyrics yeah yeah. Uh, yeah panther is a great example machine is the it's the most notable example of they base their entire character on a handful of props that they will not wear on the behind the scenes when they're just doing right. skits and they will yeah. not wear in the fights so they will only wear them for one second and then they'll be like get this shit off me get this shit get the fucking teeth off me gotta go pretend to fight a man <laughs> gotta, gotta eat some ninjas I don't need this shit <laughs> they never use it for anything so except cranky. for like a little three second thing. <laughs> uh, but they they have to fight in one of the Universal Studios uh, Florida rides, which they call the pressure pit. And here is how Shannon Lee uh, <laughs> defines defines that for us. Their match will take place at the pressure pit battle zone located 500 feet below the WMAC arena. Its name comes from the fact that the air pressure down there has caused noses and ears to bleed. <laughs> huh. <laughs> huh. Oh, I love it. What? I love that hmm. generic newscaster voice. These fucking people's heads are exploding. They're hemorrhaging from their eyes and holes. And Shannon Lee's like, <laughs> like that's coming horrifying. up on weather. We're fighting in the in the fucking submarine. Uh, where your head explodes. Yeah, let's do let's yeah. do this in two parts. Let's discuss the implications of in in fiction in their universe what this means. Uh, are you sure you want to come to a fight where your head explodes? <laughs> I'd prefer not to, unless I had a special head that was resistant to pressure. Like if I was like submarine right, helmet I had man. Trained. Yeah. Yeah. Trained. Or I had trained extensively in this setting, and mm-hmm. my, my opponent hadn't. I would lure them down there. Yeah, and uh, that that feels like a classic like anime bit to me. Mm-hmm. This is my turn. But neither was... of them have trained here, as far as we know. It's a yeah. it's a bold decision. They also have the nuclear radiated wasteland uh, that they fight in sometimes. <laughs> right. But then they also have like the stone quarry or whatever. So like just fight in the right. stone quarry that doesn't yeah. kill you. Fight yeah. the one that doesn't but kill you. There's two that are terribly harmful to the human body. <laughs> That will destroy you. Cool. And uh, yeah, she gives some of the rules. And uh, you mentioned some of them. You collect all the ninja orbs for the right to challenge for the trophy belt. Very simple. Everyone understands it. That's all the notes I had on that. That I just I wanted <laughs> that's everyone it. to know. That's, 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 that's it. completely understand the WMAC uh, <laughs> ranking system. I absolutely understand they it. They made this I'm so not complicated. For, like, <laughs> it's two guys fighting. Like It doesn't have to be that complex. But yet they were like, no, no, no. Kids aren't going to want to watch this unless there's like an incredibly yeah. complicated ranking system with belts and like coins and all this shit. And then we can sell those because as we've learned since the last episode... 
they did sell that belt. They did. It goes for like $200 on eBay. We, did, we were just imagining a world in it's which it deal. doesn't exist. And we could we didn't have to spend $200 on it. Because now I'm thinking about it. Like I should. Yeah. But I want it. Expense yeah. it. Get that okay, shit. With we could expense cash. it. But all of, all of our writers and columnists will have to take one of the badges. And then we will have to beat the shit out of the four. <laughs> the numbers work like out. That's, that's a yeah. That's, that's that's perfect. It does. It works out. I've done it. Trust me. Like the second I saw that. Like, oh, All right, Mary, oh, you're here first. Uh, eight spots. Call dibs. Uh, Yin Yang Man. Yin Yang. Oh God, that's a great choice. <laughs> God damn it. I'll, I'll take Panther. God, a fucking course. I'm gonna say I will Yin play Yang it Man. maximum saucy. I'm gonna have the little bell. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a collar with a well, bell, and you'll hear me coming. It won't save you. My ancestors were sons of bitches. I'm not allowed to take Great Wolf. We're letting the pressure pit off lightly. We we pretended as though that was not the stupidest thing anybody has ever said in this world or any oh, other. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Like, it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> There's so much suspension of disbelief that is involved in this show. And so then for them to go on like a fucking Universal Studios ride and say, this is actually the center of the earth, kids. It's like, well, now everything feels <laughs> they say safe. It's you only just you push it too feet. far. Yeah. It's it's five. They think five hundred feet below sea level, your head will explode. <laughs> like they should have just gone full on and just been like, "Uh oh, King Kong is attacking the fight." <laughs> right, like, right. oh, we're in the the we're fighting in the Psycho House. I hope Alfred Hitchcock's dark creations don't attack us. What the Back to the Future's here. Hop in the DeLorean. <laughs> If your jump kick goes 88 miles per hour like Frank Dukes, spin back in time. Uh, it was just... They, Lady I Lightning just, just that in moment. Jaws tummy. Sorry, sorry. I was riffing on all the Universal Still Studios punching. Rides. Still, still swinging as Jaws eats her. Climb in here and fight me, chameleon. Oh, uh, but if this shark goes 500 feet, we all explode. <laughs> I just, I love that, that little fact that it just shows that nobody looked up any part of this, that you just, right. you just said some shit. You wrote some shit down. And we're like, fucking good enough for the kids. Let's go. Like major American cities are 500 feet below sea level. Like you can just, you you can live, you can live through it. Uh, you can live through a modest valley yeah. is what you have described. <laughs> <laughs> but so they're fighting in, in the pressure pit. Now remember, uh, they do eat ninjas life force for fuel they have their power bars alongside and uh so it's time to fuel up on some good healthy ninja food uh base uh, base of the food pyramid is ninja i think oh wait no it's the second one up wait uh is grains and ninja grains the ninja that's right uh so they they fuel up on some ninjas these ninjas again can't stress this enough these are white belts it's their first day at the academy they signed up and we're like i'm gonna be a w mac all-star and then walked out here and just boom your fucking face is <laughs> caved in and you have to you're in the pressure pit too buddy you're you're right down here, you're down I don't here think with they them. learned a lot i don't think they learned a lot with hakeem just like spin kicking them into unconsciousness in the center of the earth <laughs> no in the center of the earth it's your first day you're uh, in the center of the earth and you're fighting a seven foot tall man who is half machine uh do your best <laughs> i believe in you kid oh i shouldn't have believed in him oh that was a mistake uh so what what is different here is that there are different flavors of ninja for each arena and these are like yeah. these are your hazard your hazard ninja which i like to think is kind of the ninja cleanup crew and then they just got attacked like they're just down there trying to <laughs> trying to scrub it trying to scrub it out and then and much like the nuclear zone they just get attacked by 
crazy warriors out here killing their hand movements do sort of look like they're saying please stop don't no i don't want any part of this (laughs) miming cleaning just cleaning just cleaning no Uh, you can't block this i'm not trying to block i want you to stop please (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the choreography in this fight is kind of sweet until they forget about it entirely uh they're doing some real rad moves and then uh tsunami does this kind of spin kick thing and then he turns around like he's maybe supposed to do a second spin kick because Panther does like flies back, lands on his head and then kips up. But Tsunami never did that other kick. So he's just. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. There might have been a miscue there. He flings himself on his head. <laughs> oh. But we leave it in. We leave it in the show. Uh, there's another moment a little bit later. I looked up Tsunami uh, and his name is Hien Nguyen, which is a very Vietnamese name. Uh, I looked up Hien and it's 34th most popular a name in Vietnam. Uh, and when is, of course, the only Vietnamese last name. So it's not the most Vietnamese name. There's precisely 33 people more uh, with a more Vietnamese name than him. So, so he's not John Smith. He's an Eric Smith, which I also looked up. That's the 34th most popular name in America. So to calibrate, uh, as an American, uh, if you met Eric Smith, you wouldn't say, oh, your parents must be Cambodian. That's not so with he and Wen, who he played a samurai in Ring of Steel. He played someone named Korean Fighter in Cage 2 and a guy named Chinese Fighter in Savat. And so uh, I just would like, like Grey, Grey Wolf had, has some issues, but Por Hien Wen has played every Southeast Asian Sort of just country. hitting all of the kind of like, n- not hitting that, that bullseye on the dartboard, you know, just kind of. <laughs> yeah. This intricate pattern of, I mean, that was, I mean, I, that still happens, I think, right? They're just, of course, you know, of course. casting directors are like, yeah, you know. I like yeah. I like that his character wasn't notable enough to get a name, but they still couldn't get his race right. Like, no, you're a Korean <laughs> fighter. Like, can't you just call me no. Vietnamese fighter right, then? Cambodian fighter? God, bizarre. No. <laughs> no, it's important to the story that you're not the right ethnicity you are. It's important to the story we don't recognize that. So they don't, that they don't know what Vietnam tsunami is. I think tangent. they know. <laughs> yes, they know. They've heard of this. Uh... <laughs> Poor Hien Wen. Yeah, there's That's no reason point. that country would be, be have any prominence in the, the American cultural like, psyche. You, you can do that. You can do it. Uh, so th- there's another moment where Tsunami once again uh, tries to do some sort of spin kick, but kind of readjusts, and Panther just fl- flings himself right on his face, like like he's getting hit by invisible invisible ghost kicks. And yet he wins this fight. Uh, he flash kicks mm-hmm. the ninjas right out of Tsunami. Like, that's a four ninja flash kick. <laughs> right there. Just all of their lives dissipating into the air for nothing. Panther wins. And now we cut back to the uh, back to the clubhouse to find... Uh, was, hold on. And- was, Hien, was Tsunami's move the rainbow kick or was that Panther's? I can't remember their signature moves. One of them had a signature move, rainbow kick, which I thought was pretty sweet. Rainbow kick. That might have been what he did. Wow. I mean, he did Guile's flash. So, yeah, this might have been flag. the rainbow kick. That might have been the mm-hmm. rain. It seems like rainbow kick. But like kick. no one Which tells you when they do their special moves. Panther rainbow kick? No, no? there's no like, way. Maybe His tsunami. finish move would be a kitty cat thing. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, he would just swipe. maul you, sort of like tear your throat out yeah. with his teeth. Exposed butthole. A lot of them had signature <laughs> moves <laughs> yeah, that are just around. like. Switch step sidekick, just like what you'd call it in right. like really yellow boring. belt class. Yeah. yeah. Nah, you gotta have a cool stunt. Uh, yeah. So we're back to the clubhouse where Great Wolf and Baby Doll want revenge on Warlock, and they are pouring chili pepper powder in Warlock's gloves for revenge. 
You know how when you touch chili pepper powder with your hands? Yeah. yeah. How it makes you itchy? Yeah, I, I don't though. I don't. You know how that is a thing that's real? I mean, I, I, happens? I've had chili powder when I cook. I sometimes get spices on my hands. I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed any like serious discomfort. But maybe if you're no, all the sweaty. The danger of getting spice on your hands is like getting it in your eye or right. on your genitals. Yeah, it's sure. Like, both of which are completely ruled out once you put on gloves, which the spice is in. <laughs> well, when I cook, it's I like to that... <laughs> blindly masturbate. So she's right. It's a, it's a real hazard in my home. But, um. <laughs> now, I will say, I routinely get dry hands in winter, and then mm. chili pepper powder oh, really sucks. Cracking. So yeah, maybe some up. of the world building, they think Warlock has very dry hands and mm. isn't, isn't adjusting for no, they just didn't think His this eczema, through. Yeah, they did yeah. not. It's weakness. <laughs> it's weakness. Again, <laughs> it's Wait, pressure pit logic. It's like, hey eczema. kids, we're putting hot peppers, and this will make his hands hot. It's like, yeah, I guess I see where you're going for, but <laughs> fucking idiots, it wouldn't work. Did somebody get confused about the itching powder? Are you going for itching? Right, right. That was it. I'm that starting was to think it. It ninjas chili aren't real. In the food, I'm starting to think you can't eat oh, ninjas God. with kicks. <laughs> Don't go down that road. It's not worth it. You're right. I do want the kids to believe in magic. It's all real, kids. Uh, so they see Warlock sparring, and he doesn't seem to notice the pepper. And they, they conclude that that something's maybe not right here, rather than this was a fucking stupid prank, and that's not how skin works. That yeah, you don't they, you don't they eat they with skin. Got that gloves wrong. Not everything about spice. You know, ta- you know taste with skin. Warlock, no taste with skin. <laughs> uh, so. So our next match is between Superstar and Red Dragon. We've already met Red Dragon, who is uh, Chris Casamasa mm-hmm. in his f- flamenco dancing. At- Wait, yeah, uh, maybe like Flame- a it's a flamenco gi, like a like a matador, like a ninja matador. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, not a, a matador dual class that is a ninja level two like matador, matador level matador six ninja four ninja. Yes, that provokes uh, provokes charges. From ninjas and then like mocks them and harms right. them. And it's a very right. troublesome and humane he, sport. He has a taunt. He's a dodge tank. <laughs> uh, so he's fighting uh, Superstar, who we haven't met in the episode so far. He's a uh, half Johnny Cage, half Scorpion. Like maybe maybe one is the mother and one is the father. I, I don't I don't know which one would be which. But once, what's interesting is that he actually was Liu Kang. Yeah. So he was actually... So- Liu Kang in, in Mortal Kombat. So uh, Ho Sung Pak, he's the guy who actually laid down on the ground and went blah 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 and bicycled his feet. <laughs> Did you the bicycle kick? <laughs> yeah. wow. That was him. That was him. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> how is that not? How is that not his special move? <laughs> right. I would love to <laughs> accepting the fact that it's that no human being has ever done it. They've got wires and stuff. They're at Universal Studios yeah. that make that happen. I do that Still shit all the time. When the kids are asleep, I'm like, having... hey, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang from the ceiling. I'm going to hang from the ceiling fan and kick my legs. You tell me how cool it looks. Uh, so, so Superstar, for some reason, does not get to do a bunch of cool stuff. He comes out and he's just like, ha, I'm ready for a fight. Red Dragon comes out and does just an entire kata. It just, mm-hmm. just he mm-hmm. gets to just show off forever. Uh, he rips off his shirt and Superstar, it cuts to Superstar nodding approvingly like, oh, hell yeah. Never, that is never such, a, never such an incredible clip. Like, it is so sexually charged. 
He's just like, yeah, you fucking luscious man. Get that shirt off. Like, there's no other way to take it. There's no other way to take it. Mm-hmm. The little wry smile. He's like, yes. Yeah. I knew it was getting real. I knew we were going that direction. I'm glad it's you, Red Dragon. The first part of every ninja fight has got to be, has that drama. It's like, okay, this is a fight. Wait, are we going to fuck? And this one was just like, <laughs> gotta check yes, in. yes, I'm pretty sure this time. A little bit of both. All right, so we cut away. Now that we were just that was it. We were establishing that you were you were gonna think, oh, they're gonna fight now. Nope, they leave. No. They leave the main arena mm-hmm. to go into the Stone Valley Battle Zone. But first, we cut back to the clubhouse where Warlock finally takes off his gloves and and Great Wolf and Baby Doll check. Whoa, it, they must have put it in the wrong gloves. And somehow that's enough drama to go to commercial on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That was such a bold commercial. You literally just had a guy rip open his shirt, maybe battle fuck another man in the arena of death for the championship of the world. And you're like, nope, we're going out on wrong gloves. Verified <laughs> what I think the dumbest kid watching already knew. They're like, <laughs> everybody put that one together. <laughs> but okay, so when they get back to, to Red Dragon and when they come back and they're like, all right, yeah, Red Dragon's going to fight Superstar now. Um, they say something that is like really crazy to me that I don't know because I haven't seen all the episodes of the show. I don't know if it's alluding to something that happened in one or if they just made this up. But they say Red Dragon would have been going for full Dragon Belt status, but a computer malfunction months ago <laughs> didn't count the score correctly. <laughs> Can't what? Fix that. Can't fix it. Make nobody, there's no human about? that can count to eight. It's like, yeah, like, right, the score from the cage match where they touch it and then the point goes up. Like, right. there's no computer doing that. Okay, here's, this is, you've hit on one of my favorite weird, just fucking crazy decisions <laughs> in, in WMAC Masters. In that frequently, this isn't even the only time, they'll throw in something that would be in a normal tournament, like a, like a, like some bullshit computer thing right. going wrong or a bad referee call when they're writing it and it's the least satisfying thing. Like, remember when yeah. Tiger Claw... Right got sawdust in his eyes because like a ninja tripped and that was the end of the fight <laughs> yeah, right like, you wrote that that sucks in a real life fight like they would flush his eyes out and bring him back so that people didn't yeah. riot and tear the arena down <laughs> but like you, you can write my, that my set my best guess is that they're like oh we have to make it realistic and so seem like a real thing but it's like but it's boring yeah <laughs> you've, boring. Done, you've done the equivalent of like in mortal combat if every once in a while like one of them was like ah, oh, i have something in my eye sorry just a second <laughs> just like before the fight starts like ah, oh, it's a hair it's like really far in there i got i gotta get this out before we fight like like you're going for a fatality and nope his toe's over the line i can't count right. this <laughs> right. you put that you put that spine back in him this is the winner I don't want to bring the bit to a stop. I, I think what they're going for is the pro wrestling thing where they don't want one guy to go over on the other. Like they don't want to clearly say this one is a better mm. fighter than the other one kids, but they, they do right. it in such a bad way. They don't do it with like the drama of betrayal or anything. So like normally in wrestling, hits you over the head. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that guy cheated. Cause there's too many guys. Like, sure. I can't take on two WMAC superstars, but like, this is just like, oh, sawdust in the eyes. You're, you're absolutely right. It's just so unsatisfying. It's stupid and, I don't know, anti-drama. You have 20 minutes in a world of irradiated ninjas and you're like, <laughs> oh, uh, the computer yeah. registered the points wrong. Sorry. Fucking what? Like, this is the highest drama you could manufacture and you're throwing it in the garbage disposal. Yeah. The believability is completely adjacent if like a toxic monster just crawled out of the ground and grabbed him. <laughs> right. And you're Which like, oh. Which would have been way more fun. Yep. Yep. Toxic monster. I'm sure you have some sort of 
some sort of prop you could repurpose for that. You, yeah. You could do like the Ghostbusters uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Just mm-hmm. like, oh no, now the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man just grab Tiger Claw. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, <laughs> just do that. Just paint Hakeem uh, blue and say it's Faker Hakeem. And he's like, ah, <laughs> I'm an evil Hakeem clone. You're like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> God, that would have ruled. This is just off the top of our heads. We're making better ideas. They would have no questions. I would have had zero questions as a child if that happened. I would be like, oh, shit. Yes, of course. Absolutely. (laughs) Whereas I would have had questions if you were like computer counted points wrong. Like, what? Hold on. What? No. There's really a protocol. Evil clone is like a two point penalty. (laughs) I think you're right. And we're about to get into that. So. Stone Valley Battle Zone, one of the few non-poisonous, <laughs> non-fatal uh, arenas uh, they're fighting in, and Stone Valley Battle Zone for some reason has Kabuki Warriors are are your ninja opponents. Which why not? I just mm-hmm. I love the world building in this. In that I like, there is with, W. I was thinking like a Hall of Presidents might be cool. Like if they're like on a log ride and like all the presidents are waving to you, and then they come to life and fight, and you have to like <laughs> defeat yes. them. American president? That'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> president Ninja has entered the battle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, he has. Uh, so they're Kabuki Warriors, which I love because it implies there's a WMAC Kabuki school right. uh, where they're just teaching you the art of, of Japanese theater. And you're like, well, well, that's it for day one of classes. Now get out there get and out there. get the get shit kicked out of you up. by half monsters. <laughs> like, I'm glad you learned all the steps. Uh, now you have to fight a, a, a werepanther. Fucking what? I was I was specifically not in the ninja program. I, well, you're putting on the mask. So they're fighting, they're fighting. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched. And then Red Dragon starts, you won't believe it, fussing with his glove. Just mm-hmm. one glove. Ooh, I'm starting to get an idea of where that hot pepper ended up. Mm. Back at the clubhouse, uh, Baby Doll and Great Wolf, they finally get it. They know what's happening. They fucked up. They fucked up bad. Uh, So they're slowly realizing that that they've... I I make it seem like they realize this all at once. No, it takes the entire fight where they're like, Oh, maybe? Oh, is it... Do you think maybe it's what it's maybe he just hates his hand? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he maybe mad his, at hand. His hair is turning into a monster. What if he took his the glove off and it wasn't the powder, but like he had sort of like a parasite situation oh, going on where his hand was turning sweet. into like a monster with six knives attached to it? Oh, fucking like, fantastic. Like that would have been cool. incredible. What if you made me? Yeah, that would have been good. But no, what actually happens is that he he finally can't take it. And he takes off his glove, and I, I have this, this whole clip here. It's, it's going to be a minute long, but we'll go ahead and play it. Chris's glove is bothering him again. He'd better stop looking down and keep his guard up. He's taking off his glove. That must be the glove we rigged. This is great. touch a superstar, this match will be over instantly. Violation. WMAC rule 801 D winner superstar. This is not my fault. This is completely unexpected. Red Dragon removed his glove for some unknown reason during the match. Superstar quickly took advantage of the situation, and Red Dragon couldn't prevent himself from striking Ho Sung with his unprotected hand. Here you can see the fateful moment that ended the match in a disqualification for Chris Casamasa. He knew it right away. I guess it was an uncontrollable reflex that caused him to throw the punch. 
The bigger question, of course, is what possessed him to remove the glove right in the middle of the match? A match he very well could have won. So... Wow. He just can't oh. prevent himself from punching. Mm-hmm. I don't like that as a character trait. A dense series of things that uh, that happens there. And one is is he has the natural instinct to punch, even if he knows punch will kill him. Like, yes. I must punch, right. even, if, even if punch means die. Yeah, yeah. Even if he had a bomb rigged up to him that would only explode his heart if he punched. <laughs> he couldn't stop himself from doing it. It's weird that he puts it on his <laughs> Tinder profile, though. I think that... Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad choice that there. One. <laughs> there is a danger. But like, remember, like pranking this guy. He was raised by the man whose advice was to poop on your attacker. So, like, you're entering a very dangerous potential escalation when you prank this man. I've, I've been trying to like prepare like each part of the podcast so that it's it's self-explanatory, and you would you didn't have to listen to the first one to know. Uh, what this one is, and I'm not going and to explain that it. one. Yeah, no, not I'm just gonna not going to. I'm not going to okay. do it. But it's a real thing. This is not like, haha, I'm saying silly, absurd things. This man was raised by a karate master who suggests to poop on your attacker or burp on him if you can't get a good poop on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he uh, he knows poop shoe, poop poop shoe style uh, is is what he does. No, all that's all that's real and terrible. Uh, <laughs> but so there's a few things here. First, that he reflexively punch, punches. Second, that she says superstar took advantage of that so he knew like haha you you will punch me if i put my face out there and so he put his yep. face out there and and won with the disqualification with the cowardly disqualification cowardly leaning into the pitch uh another aspect is that when the when the narrator jumps on he says like violation rule 801 b there are <laughs> 801 fucking 801 <laughs> rules with appendices in this fu- in this fucking Fist fight? Oh God, what? That's more than there are for taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so this is more I was complicated than taxes? Because I wrote down that Superstar's signature move is the pumping sidekick. And so I was like, I kind of want to see what that is. If I'm not mistaken, that's what Brockway has to legally call it when he does reverse cowgirl. So I'm like, is it the same thing? We're learning, we're <laughs> learning a lot about each leg. other. It's not my fault. Intentionally ate a back fist. <laughs> Intentionally ate a back fist. That uh, he also did not. This is all about discipline, but his hand gets gets a little hot, and he's like, "Ah, I can't. I'll throw the entire match." Like, I it it's one thing for you to repeatedly kick me in the face <laughs> over and over again, but this other, I can't take hot hand. That's too much. Yeah, hot it's, hand. It's all such insane child logic, and it's one. I love. I love what's that, that Jackie Chan movie where he covers his hands in hot peppers to like more effectively beat the shit out of guys. I want to say it's like Police Story. Yes. Three or four. But here's the key thing. He like punches him in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the deleted scenes, they were real hot peppers. They showed him like eating the hot peppers and spitting on his hands and him being like, oh God, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does shit he doesn't have to do. It's my point. <laughs> yeah, you there was no way you would have known, except for the behind the scenes. You would have been looking for that suffering. Like, I need to know that suffering was real, Jackie. Uh, uh, so I, one more further element I love here is that they're so protective of their fighters that with a bare hand, Red Dragon strikes Superstar just once, a little a little tap, mm-hmm. instantly disqualified. We have to stop yeah. the match, get out of there. We saw it with Tiger Claw, too. He's got something in his eye. Fucking, we need to take care of this. We are not insured for this. Once again, however, you guys throw ninjas off four-story buildings and into bottomless pits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't have, they don't have uh, chi symbols so they're not 
people like they don't matter you know yeah. i am stressing this for for a reason throughout this episode because once we get to the end there's a very dangerous implication uh of this entire thing i, I just want to comment that like I think Shannon Lee's line was really fascinating where she says, I guess it was an uncontrollable reflex that caused him to throw the punch. I just thought that was so troubling. It was like the, the line your maid of honor toasts you with when you marry a cop. <laughs> Actually, no, don't cut that. That's but Yeah, leave it in. Yeah, that's, that's it's sad. Overwhelmingly whatever, true. But God, all the things I'm saying almost- are so sad and true today. We almost never cut them. They're just little applauses for yourself for being yeah. terrible. I'm All so right. bad. I'm naughty. <laughs> dingy, dingy, dingy. So, so Red Dragon is, is icing his hand and Great Wolf and Baby Doll come to him to confess something. Once again, we go to commercial. This is enough drama to go commercial on. We come back and it's Superstar uh, versus Panther for this little championship match. Uh, they are in the dome, the electro dome here. And a big dome lowers over them, and uh, how this works is it becomes electrified, and if any, if they hit the dome, they break the current, and that registers a point. Uh, it seems stupid and needlessly complicated, uh, which, as we've established, is this universe. It's fighting bureaucracy. These are they're they're not martial artists. They're like martial accountants in here. They're all just real good at this shit. Uh, so the electrodome lowers, and they fight for a little bit, and then of course. Uh, our favorite thing in the world happens. Just any any it's critique perfection. you have of the show, right out the window. Someone wrote that, and like multiple people, like were like, yeah, like the guy who brought Pokemon and Digimon to America, who was like the creator of the show, saw that phrase and was like, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, and just penetrate good. the dome. I don't know how else to say it. That's yeah. what yeah, if you've got a better way to phrase it. Ninjas, I mean, I could say no, enter. I sound like an asshole. I sound like I sound. No, that sounds like, like no, that sounds like a sex thing. <laughs> See, I have a theory that because um, he, it was one of the guys who was the one of the who was involved in Four Kids, which was they, yeah, they did the Pokemon and Digimon thing, and they uh-huh. fa- famously cut a bunch of stuff from those shows, like removed guns, removed any sexual elements, all this stuff. I think that someone after he did this told him. Like at a party, like, oh, yeah, you, you guys did that show, huh? I mean, yeah, Penetrate the Dome. That sounds like a sex thing, huh? And he was just like, oh, God. Oh. And like had like a usual suspects moment where he like dropped his glass and realized it. <laughs> and uh, and from then on, he was like, all right, I have to like really course yeah. correct for this. We're taking all the guns out of Pokemon. Uh, we're You'll never get me again, ninjas. We're, <laughs> we're moving the episode where, where James Cross dresses in Pokemon. The, 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 I got Society make felt them. the effects of ninjas penetrate the drone for a generation. <laughs> <laughs> reverberate that, that dome penetration reverberated throughout our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, as they're climbing up the dome, Shannon Lee once again jumps in and say, now the ninjas are wearing dome proof fabrics so that they will not set it off and earn point. They're, they so fucking insecure about like the ninjas penetrating the dome and the dome being electrified. They I feel like, yeah, you're doing too much. You're saying too much. You're starting to tell the kids watching that like there's rules here and they don't quite make enough sense. And so I I don't know. I feel like you're taking all the magic out of it. I don't care if a ninja, ninjas can touch taser domes. Fucking why wouldn't they be able to, they train for that. And they're like, no, 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 special pajamas. We treated them. 
Well, like I know they're you so can't do sneaky that, that they can out they can out sneak electricity. Of fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but now, but no, we have uh, we have dome dome proof fabric softener is what we use. <laughs> she explains <laughs> it every time because they're so insecure about it. This fight gets uh, so, so complicated about like the dome protocols and <laughs> they really rules get and physics <laughs> to the, to the, they forget they have a kick-ass fight it's a kick-ass yeah. fight they eat some good oh, ninja yeah. they get that pure healthy ninja energy they like many mm-hmm. lives went to fuel them up and then uh, panther like to get away from a ninja jumps onto the dome and Shannon Lee, from the rest of this match, will narrate the intricacies and bylaws that surround <laughs> dome usage, as though we give a flying shit right. about that. So we, the idea is that he he's okay. So he's climbing it and somehow hacking the dome with like his body with his Hold with on. his let me, feet. Let me stop you there because I don't think we even explained it to the listeners that in the Taser Dome fight, you get points by shoving them into the dome. It's not like a fight to a knockout. It's right. a fight to the most shoves. It's like a sumo match, but the, with in a Taser Dome. Uh, yes, just to right. be clear. And so when he jumped on the dome, he tasered himself and gave the other guy a point. Yes, that cost him a point. But now he realizes that the dome actually, actually, you guys, the dome registers the point or, or the next point when you release. So if you keep holding the dome after a point, he still gets that point, but he can't get any others. Nobody can get any others because now he's short circuiting <laughs> the dome with his body. Right. Shannon Lee's fucking telling us all of this while ninjas mm-hmm. are just spinning around down below just eating foot and dying and Shannon Lee's like, oh, let's get into the, the mechanics of the dome. So I'd argue that so didn't Panther, need this. There's already several ninjas in there. There's two magical mm-hmm. karate ba- masters. I don't think we need one of whom is a panther elements mm-hmm. to the taser dome. Yeah, and one of them is a panther. There's so much already. Here's my point. It's, it's a just lot. hat balancing. They're just playing yes. actress. It's a hat on a hat on a hat. You know, it's like <laughs> well, the panther is literally the block from above because he has now climbed up mm-hmm. into the direct ceiling of the dome, foot, right. ha- foot hacking as, it the whole way. As if to escape, as if to say, <laughs> no one's thought of this before, but <laughs> like, I, I can free myself <laughs> from this karate hell. From Universal Studios Florida. I've heard <laughs> right. there's a world out there. I've never seen, I've been raised Orlando. here. Orlando. God. This is silo rules. I, they say the world outside doesn't exist. I don't believe them. Eric Betts was later eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you never try to escape the dome. Uh, so I've got, I've got a sound clip here. Panther sacrificed a point so he could use the dome for support against the ninjas. As long as he is holding onto or touching the dome, the sensors are disabled. Okay, so... Such an element to conceive and explain. Just a ninja infield fly rule getting introduced in the middle of a fist fight. And for what? Well, I want to... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, for, and, and for like half of a point's difference. So towards the end of that clip, it's overshadowed, of course, by, by dome accountants and the bylaws and biomechanics of the dome. But at the end of that clip, uh, there is a, a gut-wrenching scream because what... What Panther is doing is hanging from the dome, which is like 20 feet now above 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 the, the match floor. And he kicks a ninja in the face that climbed up after him. And that man falls in and apparently lands on his head. And I'm just I'm going to play it one more time. Listen for the scream at the end. Panther sacrificed the point so he could use the dome for support against the ninjas. As long as he is holding on to or touching the dome, the sensors are disabled. 
<laughs> so maybe what happened was they killed that ninja. And they're like, well, let's distract the audience from this horrible death. Right. It's just an impenetrable new rule. At least on his back, if not, maybe his neck. Screaming in bloody terror the whole way. You know it's his first day. Like, that scream doesn't come from an experienced ninja. That is Right, and their on-the-job training was like a VHS tape explaining (laughs) how the dome is electrified. But don't worry, your clothing does not register a point when you touch it. It's to a rap. It's like a rap parody (laughs) with too much skit at the start. I just want to know how the... Wait, hold on. The dome is electric? He didn't really explain that. The dome will be new home. I, yeah, okay. okay. Am I going to die? Your pajamas uh, are treated so, for anti-dome. Just hold on tight and you'll make it home. <laughs> so, so all of this, uh, in, in all of this turmoil, Superstar uh, hits the dome. It's hit into the dome by a ninja, but it doesn't count because Panther is fucking up the entire thing. Right. And then Panther... Jumps back just, down. He's just so filled with electricity, fight. there's none left for the dome. He's just <laughs> killing himself. Because it's all in his body. It's all God. in his Now, in a competent show, what would happen here is he would have absorbed the electricity and then be able to fire, like, oh radiant, yes. like, blasts of lightning. Hell yes, Electro Blasty. Panther. That would have been so fun. Like, just, we've basically created an alternate universe where this show was actually much much better than it was and, and it uh, whips ass imagine it would have been unstoppable yeah. it would have been completely would have been unstoppable. still running yeah if any of us had been on the writer's team instead of <laughs> instead of old men doing like fucking little rascals bits <laughs> uh, so so all of this is to say once again needlessly complicated bylaws have decided this fight so because panther foot hacked that dome uh superstar's point doesn't count panther ends up losing in a satisfying ending for kids everywhere? Like, fucking, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why? I'm so confused like, just by it. Show that ninja falling on top of Superstar, and then, like, that's how Panther wins. Is it how you do this? It, it's, it's another unforced Tiger Claw ninja sawdust error, and it's incredible to keep doing it and thinking, thinking it's great. Uh, so Panther has to hand over his special cereal box top Thundercat badge. Uh, to Superstar, who plugs it into his belt and I guess absorbs his kitty cat powers. It is like, it is literally just, I had to like look it up because I was like, that looks incredibly familiar. It like literally is the Thundercats the logo. Thund- mm-hmm. Like it is 100% an old Thundercats logo that they stuck onto a coin. Uh, and we're like, yeah, Spray that's your thing. Spray painted on. It is exactly that. He gave him his favorite Thundercats badge. It's it's like when you're kids and you fight and somebody takes their toy. You're just like, fine, you can have my best toy. I don't want to fight anymore. Uh, so we're back to the clubhouse where Machine, Machine for some reason, I guess because he's the biggest, is the daddy of the group. He's the daddy mm-hmm. martial artist. I mean, who else? And he's lecturing think? them about uh, how a joke is a joke, but you went way too far with this one. It's about respect, and, and Great Wolf and Baby Doll are very ashamed. Uh, all of these people are grown adults, uh, by the way. <laughs> it's like they're <laughs> yeah. the same age. They're in their 30s. <laughs> in their 30s. And, and I feel like we're skipping past some... <laughs> there was like this play-by-play that they gave at the end of it where Shannon Lee explains how the turning point of the match was when Panther grabbed the one thing you're not supposed to touch in the Taser Dome fight. <laughs> and... Uh, and yeah. he like hung on to it for 30 seconds and made it impossible for the other right. guy to lose points. I'm like, you fucking think that's where things went wrong for him, Shannon Lee? <laughs> you don't grab the dome? It's like, I don't know. It's like going, let's go to the replay and you'll see here where Shaquille O'Neal made the mental error of eating the basketball. 
Yes. <laughs> I'm more Albert now. I bite women. It's like also this this ending this cap on the whole episode of like the uh, pranks are pranks, but if you go too far, it's like. So is this a really serious martial arts competition where there are rules about if you hit someone with your glove off? then you get in trouble. Yeah, it's 801B. Or is it an anything goes like prankathon where there are no consequences to like participants for sabotaging someone <laughs> right. else? Like it's you pick one. It can't be because it's like their pet their like their punishment is that machine is like, hey guys, yeah, you know, I expect better for like from you. Like Right, what? but they have to convene the martial arts council, the martial arts congress in this case, right. to pass the new like this is nine seventy one moving D process. Yeah, but the, I mean the winner in the, of this in the appendix, the winner of this thing almost certainly like defends the Earth Realm from some sort of a shadow karate council. So like, there's <laughs> right, the stakes yeah. are high. So so if you're like pranking someone to the point where they lose fights, it's like you're interfering with like the fate of our entire planet. It's just. We right. He was right. You gotta Canada take shit more seriously, this, gang. <laughs> Canada has fallen to the vampires. I hope the joke was worth it. Uh, is Canada vampires so like, merit in rifts? Is what is Canada again? It's Mexico. Uh, Canada, Mexico is vampires. Mexico's Canada vampires. is demon beavers, and uh, the right. RCMP is basically all that one guy from GI Joe uh, who did Northern. Uh, you know, ice operations. Oh, right. Snow job. I had a World of Warcraft character named Snow job and they took it from me. They're like, ah, oh, that's too offensive. I had him for years and they f- I logged in one day and they're like, I can't <laughs> wow. be Snow job. Who are you, a fucking asshole? I'm like, Snow job like boy. taught me how to not touch power lines. Like, Snow job's a fine <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> it was an ode to American hero. <laughs> okay, so in the episode, Machine is lecturing them. And mm-hmm. once again, I'm going to hit this point one more time. Remember those ninjas or white belts uh, first year in the academy in the first episode we watched Machine threw one off a third story fire escape and now he's and now he's lecturing them on the safety of pepper based pranks. Wait, wait, okay, yes, and then can we talk about the the PSA that ends this episode? uh, We're almost there. We're almost there because war. (laughs) <laughs> because Great Wolf and Baby Doll have no, they don't say like, okay, you fucking killed 12 ninjas today. I saw you. Maybe don't lecture me about pranks. They just say like, we're real sorry. The prank got out of hand. And then Warlock jumps in with a, if you'll pardon the pun. Like, fucking read the room, motherfucker. They are apologizing for the downfall of Canada. Like, <laughs> a, a nation died today because of this. And he's making puns. Uh, Red Dragon, of course, says apology accepted and shakes Warlock's hand with a joy buzzer. So what the fuck was the lesson? Because we're yeah. doing pranks again. Yeah, that's a prank. <laughs> Cast a mask. All right. And and now and now the PSA. Sometimes at the end of these episodes, they do a PSA. Right. And one of the one of the W Mac All Stars will come or Masters will come out and say, you know, we had a lot of fun here today. But one thing's not fun. And that's. I'm crossing the street without looking both ways. Whatever. They, they generic right. something. So he's at the end and you think he's going to be like, sometimes pranks go too far. Make sure like everybody's having fun if you're going to if you're going to do it. But no, he says, the, remember, the road to success begins with just one step. The martial arts can help you pave the way. Kids, <laughs> look out for a WMA school near you. You never know. What? You may one day be Dragon Star Champion. It's a real school? What? Yeah. When you were just talking about how the ninjas are white belts, I'm like, 
That's how they get. Like, That's how they get them. Get what? From viewers That's like you. You're signing up for like a a WMAC dojo at the strip mall, and they're like, "All right, so first day of classes. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna head down to Universal Studios, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna learn from the the champs. Head on, well, like uh, just hands on, you know. But we'll making fun of it. You're an electrified cage <laughs> <laughs> and having your eyes bleed out from the underground pressures of like the battle zone. Yeah, which one? Well, sorry, little Billy. I know it's you know you're about to start third grade, but you gotta go to the pit today. <laughs> I, I mean, we're making fun of it. I bet the the profit margin for a chain of uh, of Ninja Taser Dome training centers is way better than a live action Mortal Kombat show. <laughs> I bet all their money Absolutely. came from those schools. The yeah, the implication that this was now like some sort of pyramid martial arts pyramid scheme, <laughs> yes. where they were funding this fantastical battle, being funded by Universal Studios Florida to channel children into a. Into a ninja school where they would become fodder for champions. <laughs> each of you yes. find five expendable ninjas, and each of them find five expendable ninjas. And soon that downline <laughs> will send ninja energy all the way up to you, and then you're the one eating their energy. <laughs> yeah, then you're a WMAC champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be you up top. So, so Hakeem is just like I know you. the best salesman. He's just, he's just fucking knocking on doors. <laughs> Got any kids in there? They would like to be... Taser Dome Ninjas. This what, would, what would you do with a real five ounces more of ninja <laughs> energy a week? From the comfort of your own home. <sighs> and it's all undone by that one line. I hope Shannon Lee improvised it and just fucked him over where she says, like, remember these ninjas are our WMAC first years. So they're our freshmen. Like, and somebody in the back is like, no, no, we said that. Oh, fuck. That we actually have those us. schools. Like, Mommy, can I join the school? No, what, let me see the show. You want to be one of those ninjas? Because he just got kicked by a seven-foot-tall man. I, I don't want him, I don't want you to do that. But no, Mommy, I want to be an edible ninja when I grow up. <laughs> anyway, I'll show you how this episode should have ended. You've all seen how Orko's magical tricks don't always go the way he planned. Sometimes they backfire on him. The same thing is true of practical jokes. Sometimes they don't go the way you planned, and... You or someone else can get hurt. So be sure and think twice before playing a joke or a trick on anybody. Might not go the way you planned and someone could wind up losing a finger or an arm or maybe even an eye. And no joke is worth that, is it? See you again soon. Einstein Hooter Frankfurt. Einstein Hooter Frankfurt. It's a podcast now. Und mit maximalem Schau. Doc Frankfurt Podcast. Correct. For generations, the Hot Dog Mountains have had more sightings of mysterious creatures than anywhere else in the United States. Now, hardcore hunter and husky ninja Sean Baby, along with his partner, the chemically augmented Trappist Brockway, are after the most dangerous, most mysterious creatures in the world, the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, known by locals as Medium Foot, 
Adrian H., Aiden Muak, Unandy, Armando Knopf, Badger, sometimes called Old Skunkfoot, Benjamin Siran, Ben Talzer, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Alpha Queen of the Demon Coyotes, Burrito, Cyril, Chance McDermott, Chase, the Mothfoot, whose daddy was Bigfoot and whose mama was the Mothman, Chris Brower, Clementine Danger, Craig Lemoyne, actually five chupacabras snapped together like Voltron, Dan B, Devin, the Rogue Supreme, David Schull, the Goose Boy of Smack'em Holler, Dean Costello, Dr. Ogden, Grayson, Original Flavor Bigfoot, Dusty's Rad Title, the new Bigfoot who killed Original Flavor Bigfoot, Eric Spaulding, Every Zig, the Ghost of Bigfoot, Fancy Shark, Gareth, Bigfoot Ghostbuster, Jellaho, Greg Cunningham, the Bigfoot who kills Bigfoot Ghostbusters, Hambone, Haraka, Harvey Penguin, the Music City Wolfman, Hot Fart, Honk, Jaber Al Aiden, Jeff Araski, Bigfoot's evil doppelganger from the Darkfoot dimension, Jim Salter, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, whom locals call Chucklefoot for his amiable nature and smiling feet. Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksaw, Josh S., Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, the Rhode Island Boatfoot, K&M, Lisa, the Bigfoot who got a trucking license and makes $1,500 a week. Go on ahead and ask Truckfoot how. M. Chappelle, Mac Miserable, sometimes called Glumfoot, sworn enemy of Chucklefoot, Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Partyfoot, Michael Wells, Mickey Lohman, Mike Styles, Moju, Andy the Pittsburgh Wampus, the only cryptid known to steal catalytic converters, Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Neku 104, Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, the Bigfoot who learned sign language and won't shut up, Patrick Herbst, Rachel, Rev, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, the reckless bastard who brought language to the feet. Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, Supernaut, Ted H, Reverse Possessed Double Bigfoot. That's right, he puts the spirits a two big feet in you. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, the Waylon Wahoo of Walla Walla. That was a, that was a cute one. That was just for me. Yanis Ioannidis, Yosarian, and the biggest game of all, the last thing countless Bigfoot has ever seen in this bad old world. They'd call him the Widowmaker if any Bigfoot hunter ever had a wife. He's the vile one, that old enemy, Alpha Scientist Javo, whom locals call, when they dare to speak of him at all, Jerkfoot.